0: It's recording. (laughs) I haven't had breakfast yet. I can't decide what to have. I'm in two minds.
1: It's 12 (laughs) o'clock. Hi.
0: Hi. I'm Holly. And I'm Amy. And you're listening to My Dignity. And we are back from holiday.
1: Yeah, we've had a good week away, haven't we?
0: Yeah, it's been fun. I felt a little bit like I don't know, like, I had to upload an episode on my own and I was having a little bit of an internal meltdown and I was like, Holly's on a flight right now. I'm fucking this all up. Like, well, what I can I kept, do? All I kept thinking about was,
1: like, what if I get murdered out here? Like, will Amy carry on the podcast? Will she end
0: it? I was literally thinking that and I was like, if I if I ever got murdered, Holly, you better carry on this without me. That better be the reason why, like, this takes off was because one of us got killed. I'm imagining the news article now. It better Murder be the <laughs> It better be well, the reason. Well, no, I mean... It better mean it takes off. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, I'm not sacrificing my life for this to be a dead podcast. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that wouldn't, wouldn't... We don't need it. No, no. Hopefully it's going to happen by itself because we're so funny and charismatic, but...
1: I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay, talk to me about your holiday.
1: I had a fucking great time. It was really good.
0: Yeah, I walked so far. I literally walked, like, 51 kilometres in three days.
1: Oh, no, I didn't do that. (laughs) I was, like, sightseeing though.
0: I was, like, city breaking, and you were, like, lounging by the pool vibes, and I was, like, I want to see everything I want in one day.
1: (laughs) You say that, but, like, the first day, Gary bought uh, a paper paragliding for both of us.
0: Oh, my God, you text me, like, if I die...
1: (laughs) Literally, they basically, they sell it to you, and it's like with they sell it to you with insurance in case you die.
0: Well, that's good.
1: They, like you've insurance. got to sign a waiver. Yeah.
0: Oh they... my god, life insurance. Yeah,
1: like they sell you with life insurance in case you die.
0: You know what? When you said it initially, I thought it was just that thing where you go behind a boat and you go up in the air, and I was like, what <laughs> dad that.
1: did as well, and he was fuming when I found out <laughs> <that> it wasn't. <laughs> I'll show you a photo. Hang on. That's okay. What I'm doing.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, it was two thousand meters up. It was really fucking. And like me and Gary got to like. So that's Gary. We got to like go next to each other.
0: Holy shit! Why have you not posted these on Instagram?
1: Because I'm, I'm dragging it out. (laughs) I'm dragging. Oh my god!
0: I've already made three posts on my instagram can i make another one and i've still got my disposable photos to get developed and i'm going on another holiday
1: see gary's got all the photos as well so i don't want to i want to choose the best ones so i've got to wait yeah. until we make because we make like shared albums whenever we go away oh my god We're, like, that's so with cute with that couple <laughs> what the hell we've got like shared albums we've got a shared album for tenerife our hot first holiday together we've got a shared <laughs> album of like the dogs like photos of the dogs <laughs>
0: Both put it's like when you have a baby and you make a first year photo album.
1: We have like a, it's called Oscar and Matilda, and it's like a shared album. We both put photos every time we take it. We put honestly, photos. I
0: think I'm gonna be single forever. <laughs> I could never imagine doing that with someone. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever like someone that much to do that.
1: That's it's cute food. though. Yeah. So that was cool. That was really that was like a bucket list experience, which was quite cool.
0: So, tell me about the open prison, because you said you saw it, but you didn't really talk about it. Yeah, and I didn't I'm, want to tell you about the it fuck? until we
1: recorded. Right, so, the open prison that I spoke about in last week's episode, we basically, it was just a random thing, like, we were, it wasn't like we planned to go out there. Um, it, we went to do this other excursion, and she took us past, it was quite really cool, like, we went through this, like, hidden valley thing, and then, um, on the way back, she was like, yeah, if you look to your left, it's the open prison. And I was like, uh, "What?" Like look to the side. It literally <laughs> looks like it's in the middle of town. This is what I mean as well. Like we're not in the middle of nowhere. We're in the. We're going back to town. It's like so. Oh you God. know, like you have when you have a city and you have like the outskirts where there's like shops and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's not like really busy. Yeah. It's like there, on the outskirts of town, right? Do and they just literally... get to walk about? Well, it just literally looks like a holiday resort, like from the outside. Like if she what? didn't tell me it was a prison, I wouldn't have guessed it was.
0: You just thought it was like a load of Brits on holiday.
1: Or like yeah, just a hotel with a gate at the front. Like it's not, it's not heavily barred. Shit. And then she was like, "Yeah, this is for the lesser offenders." I was like, mm, and, is the it there? "And the murderers, and for the and the multiple po- murderers." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like literally, it looks dead easy. Like I could have walked in there easy. Oh God. Yeah, That's it was terrifying. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, sound. But then being there and like looking around and stuff, mm. it's easy to see how how they lasted so long out of prison as well because it's literally yeah. fucking dead land.
0: They just, just didn't even notice.
1: <laughs> it's, it's literally all just dead. No, I mean they should have noticed they got out of prison, but oh. when they're out, it's literally yeah. like it's dead land. There's no, you can't get a signal anywhere. Like not even on like um, normal signal. Really? Yeah. yeah, like it's just dead. Like the, all of it. It's like it's not like a third world country, but it's like it's like second world. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it is. We've invented it. You know it. what I mean? Like it's yeah. just it's just a step back. Yeah, I get you. Yeah,
0: I thought I was gonna get murdered last night.
1: <laughs>
0: so have you heard of geocaching?
1: Is that where you like go around and like look, dig up shit, and look for it? Yeah. Okay. So there's
0: like an app you can download and there's little little like boxes and stuff like hidden around like in the countryside and like in towns and stuff. And um, you you go on the app and it tells you where it is, but it doesn't tell you exactly. And you like follow it and there's like clues that come up and stuff that you have to follow to find it. Oh, um,
1: that's well cool.
0: Yeah. So we discovered, well, I already knew it was a thing, but then we were talking about it when I was at my friend's last night and we were like, should we just do it? And this is at half twelve. So we were
1: like, "Yeah, all right. It's let's do it." A wife. <laughs> Should we just do it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is. This is how this started. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm too um, what's the word?
1: Spontaneous.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm too spontaneous. It's bad. Mean, such thing. I get myself in weird situations, though. There is such thing. Because last night I honestly thought we were gonna get killed. What's the app? Geocache.
1: Just geocache app.
0: Yeah, it's really fun.
1: I'm gonna download
0: it. <laughs> yeah, do <laughs> carry it. on. Do it. And um, so this is at like one, 1, 1 a.m. at this point. We walked down this road, and one of them was in a cemetery, right? Don't know why we thought it'd be a good idea to go to this one, but the cemetery ended up being locked anyway. But as we were walking towards it, someone had put one of those like flower wreath letters of like an A next to a grave, and it was blowing in the wind. And I was walking towards it, and I was just like. My eyesight's bad anyway, I didn't have my glasses with me, and I was just staring down there, and I was literally, like, grabbed my friend Jade, and I was like, oh my god, that's a human, we're gonna die, literally, what the fuck, we like, we weren't speaking, but both of us were just staring at it, like, oh my god, oh my god, and afterwards, we both looked at each other, and re- when we realised it was just a floral wreath, and we were like, oh my god, did you think that was a person? <laughs> like, both <laughs> of us thought we were gonna get killed by this, and we just carried on walking towards it, like, no worries. It's probably not a big oh deal oh my god like what and then we saw like three other people and we had to go around these like weird bushes next to a railway we didn't know it was next to a railway at the time though until the train came past and like made us shit ourselves <laughs> but it was just a very scary experience to do it at like i got home at probably like 2am 2 2am
1: 2 yeah cuz i was
0: it. had a lit night geocaching we didn't find anything though <laughs> all of them were just not there unless we oh, were so just couldn't have already see them. done it Well, no, they stay there, because you're not allowed to move them.
1: Oh. There's one near me.
0: Yeah, it's so fun.
1: (laughs) There's one Where is it? Where is this?
0: Although, I found out they now have a geocache premium that you have to pay for to get the bigger ones. Excuse me? Are the grey ones not there anymore? No, they're the ones for premium.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, how annoying is that? I'm not paying £25 a year to find geocaches. I'll just
1: find them by myself. £25 a year is not that bad find them uh, by st- yourself
0: still a rip off <laughs> yeah i'll just look around everywhere i walk oh, really true. carefully <laughs> 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 okay so i also wanted to talk about i know i made an instagram post about it the house of terrors that i visited in budapest was mental yeah tell me about
1: it you it's one of those,
0: it's one of those it's one of those places where you like come out of it you know when you go in a really hard-hitting like exhibition of a museum or something and you come out and you're just like what the fuck It was like that, but ten times worse, because basically, you go into the museum and you start on the top floor. Like, I highly recommend anyone who goes there to visit it, because it's the best thing I did all holiday. And I did everything else that you could do in Budapest (laughs) whilst I was there. (laughs) And, um, we went on the top floor, and you walked down through, like, so it's the old headquarters of the, like, fascist and communist regimes that were, like, one after another in Hungary during the war and the second world war and after the second world war and then it's like you walk through their dining room and like their little offices and stuff and like one of them has like a pull-down gun in the corner of the ceiling that can like aim at people who are sat opposite his desk it's so weird and then like you walk down through and you learn about like everything they did like deporting people taking people prisoner and then you go down past this like massive tanker memorial to all the victims you go down into the like basement and underneath there i'm not kidding you there's like they describe it as being like an apartment complex full of rooms to keep people in people that they like victims of the regime who they put into these rooms and they're like cells with nothing in them literally just black rooms no light like no nothing and they kept them in there and tortured them and like killed them there you can go into the room and see like the equipment they used to use and it honestly fucked me up they have some like beautiful memorials to the people there there's one room you can go and they've got like all these little lights and everyone's names around and it's like a dark room and it's like dim lighting and like little crosses everywhere and it's really really nice but so sad they have one room which is like just a padded cell that you could just stand you can just fit like standing up in it and literally, near my friend I went with, we walked out of there, and we just walked all the way back, like, basically in silence. That was crazy. Right. You don't realise how bad it is until you, like, actually go in the rooms and you're like, someone lived in here.
1: What was it? Who was it they kept in there? Like, is it...
0: Jewish people yeah. and anyone of, like, a different race that didn't agree with their, like,
1: It's one regime. of those things, though, not it? Or it was, like...
0: just people who, like, tried to push back against the... anyone who resisted, basically. It was like it's Nazi like... Germany when like everyone was turning on each other. It was like a crime not to turn in your family member.
1: Oh yeah.
0: That kind of vibe.
1: It's one of those things where it's like you've got to do it at least once just to see it. Yeah. Just to witness it. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, because like we, we were, were saying talking about going to Poland, weren't we? Yeah. To go to, to Auschwitz. See...
0: God, I think it would like make me cry for like three days. I cry at everything. If if anyone hasn't got that from listening to this podcast. But yeah, sad. Well,
1: Bill that I work with, he went and he got um a private tour and he basically said like if you're gonna go like pay for the private tour because it's worth it. Yeah. And then the woman that gave him his tour was uh, German and she was Jewish.
0: Oh, that's but, cool. So he
1: said to her like, why do you like why do you do this job like why do you tell people about it and stuff? She goes because my people like did this to my people and people yeah. you can't forget that. You can't yeah. forget like what's happened and stuff. So that's why I wanna go just to like witness it and stuff. Yeah. Because I've me got like family shivers. ties.
0: Mm.
1: Cause my great grandma was in the Hitler Youth in Austria. <gasps> when it was like compulsory to be. Like she didn't choose yeah, to yeah, yeah. and like she wasn't
0: she, she wasn't a... agree with... yeah. <laughs> she ended up with Nazi. my great grandad.
1: My great grandad was um a British soldier. And they met during oh. the war. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cute. It's literally like a movie. Like, they met during the war and then he went back to get her afterwards. Oh my god. So, she, like, she never spoke about it. Like, she didn't want to talk about it or anything. Yeah. But, like, to go and to, like, witness that I think is important. Yeah. Especially of like...
0: I think everyone should go once in their lives. Yeah. Okay, also... I've been very bored waiting at airports and train stations. There was one day where I left my apartment at 11 in Budapest and I didn't get home till 12 UK time. Bear in mind, there's an extra hour in there somewhere. So I was travelling for like 14 hours. And I went down a Reddit hole and just read some of the weirdest shit. Did you know there's a documentary coming out about that clown stuff?
1: What clowns kind of stuff? It, oh, of, like clowns that went around and kill people. Yeah, well, with machetes and tried to attack people.
0: Oh my god, it was so like I can't wait to watch it. One of the comments Same. on there I saw and it was like this guy being like, I remember listening to a news report once from on my local radio station. It was like to be honest, if people are going to run around dressing up as clowns, they can expect to get shot at. And I was like. <laughs>
1: to be fair it is fair because it's america isn't it like they've all got guns and stuff if you're running at someone with a machete you're gonna get shot at in america
0: yeah i cannot wait to watch that
1: i can't wait because it was like this massive thing that everyone just fucking ignored like no one believed it was was so weird yeah yeah
0: and also I i was i was looking at like probably true crime subreddit or like one of those looking at this post about like someone found a knife in their bush in their garden like a massive knife and everyone was talking about it being gang related and then someone linked this other subreddit that was like oh check this out if you want to see loads of murder weapons and it's called magnet fishing have you ever heard of it mm-hmm. oh my god so people just get really strong magnets and chuck them in a lake and pull out what's at the bottom and like that would be amazing yeah okay so i clicked on there and i was like nah <laughs> there's not murder weapons on here the first post someone pulled a full trampoline out of a lake a full built trampoline
1: big these
0: <laughs> they're big they're fucking big and then the second post was like some guy like i dropped my mk 92 magnet against a metal bridge and can't get it off someone help me hilarious <laughs> and then and then there's ones of like i saw like 10 guns on there that or people had obviously thrown in the lakes or otherwise lost but like thrown in lakes and like people were handing them into the police and stuff
1: and you don't like, lose guns though in a
0: lake. <laughs> yeah, it mean? was a nice gun. There were nice guns in there as well. Like, expensive. You wouldn't throw that much money in a lake. Fuck. And, and, like, big knives and, like, weird crowbars and stuff. And I was like, shit. Imagine.
1: Oh my Scary. god. That would be cool though. That's yep. like the dream, isn't it? Like, finding a murder weapon and being, I
0: know. Like,
1: can, like, ring in the police, like, um, Found this knife and then like I imagine
0: seen it like in the news later on like <laughs> knife discovered in the death of.
1: Well, did you see that thing? but Do we share it about the kid that found the car and it was super. Yeah, GoPro. that was me
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was me oh, in my God. like five hour stint. Oh, I was like just plugged into this wall in the airport, just scrolling through my phone for three hours like.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was mental. Could you? That imagine? was so good though. That like that gives so much closure to that family.
1: Family, yeah. Well, when we went um, we went like canoeing or something, and Gary put his GoPro in the water like that, and I read that before I watched the video, and it's like murky war, and I was like, oh my god, what if we see something now? That...
0: Yeah. We're
1: <laughs> like...
0: just calling up the like Turkish authorities, like, so I took a video of my GoPro on holiday, and...
1: <laughs> and um, there's a body in the Launa River. <laughs> no thanks, I wouldn't want to ever find a body, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Not even a little bit. Want to find a body?
0: No. Nah. nope. That would be the worst moment of my life.
1: Yep, not even a little bit. Like I know there's a few people that are like oh, I would. That's like the dream to find one. No. Why, Why would, would that be the dream?
0: To? My Where family in Greece to? found have found two bodies. What? How weird is that? Yeah, in like the same month.
1: That they were like walking their
0: dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually weren't involved though. <laughs> one of them, one of them was like still alive. Well, kind of. They were, like, going through the park, and this guy, who was, like, obviously had been on a run, had, like, a heart attack or something. And they found his body. But he was kind of, like, just died. So, like, someone else, they were trying to do CPR for ages, but then, like, he ended up dying. And then another one, they, like, walked out of an apartment and down the street, and there was just a guy collapsed on the ground. He mm-hmm. survived, though. But he had, like, a fit or something. In, like, yeah. the same month, I was like, how do you do that? what the hell <laughs> they've got like massive dogs as well they have like seven massive dogs who like ran up to this poor guy who just like had a heart attack after a run and I was like oh no fuck
1: yeah. I just can never imagine it no would...
0: you'd
1: have nightmares wouldn't
0: you yeah that would be the worst moment of my life I hope I never find a bunny I I specifically walk in places where it looks like I won't find a bunny <laughs>
1: What
0: do you mean? <laughs> if I'm walking along the road and there's a weird bulge on the so- other side, I cross over and walk on the other <laughs> side of the road. I don't want to find a body.
1: I mean, I don't mind stuff like that. Like, imagine opening, like, an old suitcase. Nah, no. No, we're not finding a body, but, like, finding oh. stuff that's, like, this is definitely someone that's, like, died or something.
0: That's not that bad.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's That, stuff's not, oh, that stuff doesn't yeah, bother yeah, that
0: stuff's me. fine. But imagine finding a dead body.
1: Imagine the people that found all the feet on those beaches. No, <laughs> that is
0: the weirdest. Like, that's the no, weirdest thing that's happened even in England. Even
1: imagine it.
0: <laughs> they were in shoes, with yeah. feet in them. Yeah. Just what?
1: We might do an episode on it. Yeah. Right. Oh well, actually, there's something else we need to talk about. Um. So, the we said at the end of the last episode that we'd do a Princess Diana episode today. Oh yeah. For this week, but. We did one, we recorded it, and we we don't like it, (laughs) (laughs) we don't like it, and we don't want to put out something that we don't, we're not like 100% behind, yeah, so,
0: I just feel like as much as I learn about it, I always sound uneducated on topic,
1: yeah, and like this is one of those topics where you've got, we've got to be 100% like right about what we're talking about, and it, to be honest, it kind of just sounds like we're just shitting on the royal family, and I don't want that to be what the episode's about, because it's about...
0: Yeah, I don't hate them, but I just do think, like, it's too much to just chat shit about that we normally do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not our normal vibe.
1: No, and it's I, just... I just don't like it. Yeah, so
0: you that. might hear it one day if we ever learn, them, learn it off.
1: So, yeah, that's why we're not doing it today, so we're just going to do, like, the normal thing today, and then we'll figure out something else. We've got some joint episodes and stuff coming up with people
0: yay shall we do a murders now because we've yes. chatted a lot of a lot of shit half an hour of, of shit oh worth dear. of shit but i feel like it we we deserve everyone deserves a catch-up i say everyone but like to, the we two people that catch up. listen deserve a catch-up <laughs> and us yeah yeah
1: who's
0: your first this week yeah i think i am okay mine's really sad this week the information i got for this one is from true crime files a BBC news article multiple Bracknell news articles and a Berkshire live article so this one's really close to me where I am at uni now or okay. in my new house so I'm doing the case of the Bracknell body which is Avaris Danilevicius. Danilevisius he's Lithuanian
1: <laughs> okay yeah
0: so I'm really sorry but his first name's not that bad. Avarus. Isn't that hard to say. Right. In the summer of 2015, July 24th, the body of an unknown male was found by three workmen who were clearing out ditches along Hawthorne Lane, Warfield, Bracknell in England. I live in Reading, which is mm. in Berkshire, which is really close to Bracknell. And if you go out along the M4, like, towards London, this is where that is. It's really not very far from me at all. And all mm. of this article's the Thames Valley Police, which are, like, my police, and it's, like, in the Reading Town Hall, there's, like, a debates and stuff about it. So it's actually quite close to home, which is pretty cool. Well, not cool, okay. it's really sad, but, like... Yeah, interesting how close it is. Yeah. So, as the body wasn't initially identified, it was reported using the name the Bracknell Body. When the workman found the body, it was wrapped up in an old striped blanket and ten green bin bags from its feet to its head. The victim was also wearing a Turkish blue and white horizontally striped jumper. Another unusual feature about the course was that he had really white veneers, like seven really white veneers, and like autopsy reports showed that this was the remains of a young male who had died in the late summer of 2004, so this is already 11 years oh, later. Well after
1: it was found? Yeah. Oh my god. Ten bin back seems excessive as well, am I the only one thinking that? Yeah. It seems yeah. like a lot.
0: It was green ones, though, so I'm not sure if that's the smaller ones.
1: I thought it was like, oh, they're slightly see-through green ones. Yeah, so So maybe that was why. Yeah.
0: Yeah, apparently it was under a tarpauling as well. Okay. So, yeah, he died in the summer of 2004. So this is already 11 years later. Nobody had been found. They didn't know who it was or anything. So, the autopsy report showed that the cause of death, or likely cause of death, because they're not actually sure, was um, blunt force trauma to the head. So, the man had received two significant blows, one to the eye socket and one to the back of the head. So, it's thought that this body was moved to this ditch somewhere between the years of 2008 to 2013. So, from 2004 to 2008, when the guy was missing, they don't know, like, where it was.
1: Or, or later. Yeah.
0: I don't know. This is why they've deemed it an unlawful killing because they they literally have no idea.
1: Well it's got to be unlawful. He's wrapped in bin bags. That's like yeah. the first thing. And he's got
0: blunt force trauma to the head, so very yeah. obvious. And the fact that it's been moved seems like someone's trying to cover up their tracks.
1: Yeah, like why would you go why would you then move it so many years later?
0: I know. Okay. So, in December 2015, the winter of 2015, January 2016, DNA from the body was found linked to a Lithuanian man through an international database, and this man was the boy's father. And they realised it was Averis because his mother had reported him missing in 2004 to the Lithuanian authorities. Oh, that looks like a bit thing. How, How long it was he gets dead for 11 years? It gets sadder.
1: Yeah, oh, well, so this years. is
0: 11 years and nobody or anything. So
1: it's 2015 as well? Yeah. Okay.
0: So this is actually quite recent. Yeah. So Thames Valley Police contacted the Lithuanian authorities and found the man was Averis Danilevicius, and he was registered as a missing person by his mother. Hmm. Before the body was actually identified, Dundee University created a computer-generated image of what the man would have looked like, and honest to God, this is the best face recreation I've ever seen. When we post the episode, I'll post the face recreation and an actual photo of him, because it is, literally, looks like a photo of him.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: it's crazy.
1: Is it like John List?
0: I haven't seen that.
1: You've not seen... Okay, you need to watch it. They basically made, like, a recreation of what he would look like, and... They even got like the glasses right. They predicted really? what kind of glasses he'd be wearing. Oh
0: wait, I think I have seen that. It's Is the that the guy?
1: Files. Is that the, the guy who was re... family?
0: Yeah, and he remarried into another family. Like, yeah, yeah. And he like has... his
1: wife didn't even know about it. The neighbor, He's
0: the guy who left the weird, creepy music on in the house and shot yeah. his mum, who lived with them as well. Yeah. Oh my god, I have seen it. I'm really yeah. sorry. I just forgot the guy's name.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But like, like that good.
0: That it was better than that. It was a proper computer generated oh. one, so it literally looked like a photo of him, and it was crazy. Okay. It was so good. Okay, cool. So, you know Crime Watch?
1: hmm
0: They did an episode in twenty fifteen about this because when this is when they were still appealing to find out who the guy even was, before they ran the da- the DNA through an international database. So they still thought he was someone from, from the UK. So there was a Crime Watch episode about it, but I can't find it anywhere, not even on YouTube. But the episode yeah. was called The Bracknell Body. Okay. If anyone wants to find it and watch it, because it is it does look and quite interesting. Yeah, please send me a link. I really want to watch it, but I can't <laughs> find it. <laughs> Avaris is known to have moved to the UK in 1996, and he was living in a, in and around London and, like, the southeast area. He was known to have very strong links to the gay community around London. However, police know very little about his life leading up to the murder, which makes this, like, so much sadder, because there's literally no information about who his he was friends with here. He didn't have any family here like no one knows anything
1: and no one reported him missing here. no one
0: reported him missing in the uk only his mother when they hadn't had contact with him yeah so what could have happened these are like the theories and what evidence sort of shows because there's literally like no information at all okay. i posted on reddit about this as well like kind of being like does anyone have any theories about this because why is there literally no information in 2016, they held an inquest in Reading Town Hall where they heard from the three workmen who found him. They described when they got to the site, they saw nothing out of the ordinary until they moved some brambles and they found a tarpauling on the ground, which the guy described as looked dodgy, which is probably the most British thing to say <laughs> It in an inquest.
1: Yeah, it was a bit dodgy, didn't it?
0: Yeah, some workmen yeah. like, yeah, it was a bit dodgy. So we had a look <laughs> under it. <laughs> but yeah, that was all about the dump site. He was under a tarpaulin, wrapped in stuff, so obviously the police are like, okay, definitely unlawful killing. So, the head trauma. They are assuming that this is how the body died, like the body died. They are assuming this is how they got gu- <laughs> like the man died. and he stopped saying guy. I feel like that's too casual. However, there's no defensive wounds on the body, so there's no sign of a struggle. They kind of don't know if this is if he was dead before, if he was like passed out from like alcohol or drugs or something. But um it looks like he either didn't know the blows were coming or was in a state where he couldn't have known.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like either he's like drunk or asleep or something.
0: Yeah, or already dead using something else, like an overdose okay. or something. So looking at the items that the body was found in and the dump site, it does definitely show third party involvement. Like, obviously. Yeah. Looking at the items, it seems possible that he was killed inside a house and then moved. Because blankets and green bin bags are, like, household items. They're not something you go out and get to, like, hide a body in. Yeah,
1: don't you If that makes sense. Like, if you had to choose, you wouldn't choose green bin bags and a blanket. No. Yeah.
0: Because, like, also a blanket could have evidence on it from you inside your home. Because it's, like, an old blanket. Yeah, and you wouldn't go out and think, "Oh, buy a blanket to put a body in." Yeah. So this sort of leads police to believe that he potentially knew who killed him because he was inside their house at the time. But Um. I was thinking, I've been in countless people's houses that I don't know just randomly after nights out because it was funny. (laughs) I know that's probably gonna get me killed, but like someone's like, "Oh yeah, let's go back to yeah like the club
1: shuts at like five or whatever," and you're like. Oh, I went down and they're like, oh, well, come on then, we'll go back Come to afters,
0: yeah. yeah. Or it was like a one-night stand or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It could have been that way. So I'm not sure that that warrants the fact that he knew the killer. Yeah,
1: true. Yeah, it could be anybody.
0: Yeah. This is the saddest part of the story. Avaris's mother, who'd reported him missing after he'd moved to England in around 2004 was when she reported him missing... She passed away two months before the body was identified as related to him to their family. So the she body died. was already found, but she died two months after. Two months before they identified it's DNA linked to the family. Oh. So it's so sad. She was That's the one who reported bad. him missing and stuff. She was the one who was like, Oh my god. Like it was her son and she died before like she could find was out. The was the
1: dad alive? Was his dad alive?
0: Yeah, he's still alive.
1: Okay at least someone got closure you know what i mean Rather i know
0: both of them passed away without knowing yeah that like it's so horrible mm. but he would have been 45 now the police are still looking for information of anyone who knew him anyone who was involved with who he was friends with anyone who has any information oh, so it's about him. it's unsolved so you can call anytime 101 in the uk to make um give information or tip via crimestoppers anonymously calling 0800 555 111
1: so what's his name again
0: Averis Danilevicius.
1: okay it'll be spelled out on Instagram yeah
0: yeah I'll, I'll link everything like they have literally no information from what I can see
1: oh my god
0: it's so weird imagine That's mad. it's so sad it's so sad like going yeah. missing and no one knowing or realizing apart from your mum in Lithuania lithuania but
1: that can't be the case though that can't someone be something.
0: knows something yeah, so- yeah. It, it kind of alludes to that in the articles that people are not wanting to talk out like speak out about it
1: yeah because it could be a, where is it where is it from where around you you are
0: yeah like, like
1: gang related or something
0: north like. london i'm not i don't i have no idea and it says strong links to the gay community what does that even mean
1: <laughs> i don't know was he gay if he's got strong links to the gay community, then how is the gay community not looking for him? I know. You like at least someone. How can he have strong links to something but not be looked for by anyone? So that yeah, that can't, I don't know what that means.
0: No, and they say that in multiple articles, so I'm sure police have like interviewed them, but I'm not sure if they just don't know anything about it. But I don't know why there's not more of a movement to try and find him. Yeah. Or what, I've what not happened even heard to of him? This. No. I was specifically looking for unsolved cases in the UK to find this, just because I was interested because of reading that Billy Jensen book.
1: Yeah.
0: But I don't, I don't get it. So There's like no CCTV images. They don't know what night he went missing on. They just know it was late summer. There's no specific date or anything.
1: That's so sad.
0: I know. And I just can't believe that his mum died two months before. Like, that is heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. To not find out, but then... Like, especially, that must be heartbreaking for his dad as well. Yeah. To be like, she literally... Two months before.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) That's depressing. Like, they don't
0: even say what he did for a job or anything. They have no information. That's what
1: I mean, he must have had a job.
0: I know. To live here for, like, ten years. Yeah. Eight years.
1: Unless it was job-related. Maybe. Maybe. I solved it. There we go, that's the end. I've solved it. <laughs> it was it's his work.
0: Job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very sad for me this week. Yeah. But I just wanted to also do it because someone, someone's mum or someone's dad might have known him. You know what I mean? 45, mm-hmm. he would have been now. Someone who's in the UK listening to a true crime podcast, whose parents lived in London, ask them if you knew him. Yeah. Someone might have. You know that there's that thing that says you're always only four people away from someone you know? So, like, if you meet someone who is a complete stranger in another country, you're always only, like, four, someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone, away from someone you know. Really? Yeah.
1: Small world, it? I
0: know.
1: That's cool, though. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: School. So ask your parents, guys, or your grandparents. I don't know.
1: Ask all your, your fri-
0: all your friends, I don't know how old you are listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just assuming that everyone's 20 or 21 like us.
1: <laughs> They're not. <laughs> there are some proper adults listening to us. Yeah.
0: That. Shout out to the adults listening. <laughs> I'm an adult.
1: Shout out to, to the proper adults.
0: The functioning adults.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're semi-functioning adults. Yeah actually you're not you're proper like non-reliant Okay. Oh,
1: yeah, mm. yeah I, don't, I don't they don't pay for anything but still
0: well, i mean neither do my parents to be fair yeah but I like
1: bring my mum every day like yeah same that's what i meant <laughs> like, you've got like a,
0: a house a boyfriend dogs and i've got none of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can co-own my dog i live want.
0: in a house that What's i rent that with there? four other people
1: it's fine we're all at the same level, it's fine. <laughs> um, do you want to do yours? Shall I go? Yeah. Yeah. So, mine was a suggested one this week.
0: Ooh.
1: By Ian Lawson on Twitter.
0: Thanks, Ian. Heart.
1: <laughs> that was me pulling a heart to the
0: camera, but no one could see it.
1: <laughs> um, and it's um, Murderer Peter Moore from North Wales. Right, so I he suggested it think... to me at, like, just a good time, like, I just, I don't know what I was doing, it was just, like, a perfect time, and I went into a deep dive, like, I was just reading article after article after article This is, it. like, me
0: in the summer in the like
1: case. Like, it's so, it's one of those where it's, like, it's just interesting, and he's just, yeah. like, an interesting person, mm. which, you know, not in a good way, he's, like, a... In a mind-hunter way, he's an interesting person. You know what I mean? Like, looking at how his mind works and stuff.
0: I feel like I've heard of this. But I'm not sure if I'm just thinking of Peter Sutcliffe.
1: I think you might be.
0: Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) The same name.
1: The articles I used were, like, Murderpedia, Wikipedia, and then also North Wales Live. I used a lot of theirs. Yeah. And the the main one I used was one by Errol Crump and Amelia Boner, because I didn't want to not give them credit because I use a, like a lot of their stuff I found. Yeah, yeah I just like a lot of their articles I used so this is in Welsh some of the places are in Welsh <laughs> <laughs> I love disclaimer that. disclaimer I'm not gonna be able to pronounce any of them I'll pr- I'll try but it's not gonna go well does I anyone thought. speak Welsh there's like two way too many letters in these words
0: yeah way too many I swear Welsh place names are like double the length of anywhere else
1: yeah it's ridiculous they've got like the longest place in the UK or something don't
0: they? yeah that it's like that guy's name in the, in the Olympics that was like the filled <laughs> oh, yeah. the whole space do you remember back in like 2016 that was like the meme of the century
1: yeah because his name was so long
0: we have to cut that out me saying meme of the century <laughs> I'm editing That's the this the title one. of the episode meme of the century yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, God, I hate myself. Right. Okay, carry on. (laughs) Peter Moore was born in 1940 in Kimmel Bay in North Wales, and he grew up with his mum, and they had, like, a really close relationship because she didn't think she could have children, so he was, like, the miracle child. Oh. So he had a very privileged upbringing, but he was also homosexual, which he hid from his parents. Um. Well, it was, like, 1940s. Oh. Um, so it was like yeah, so he he hid it from his parents. Um, but when he grew up he had an obsession with like film and home recordings and stuff at, like growing up. And so when he moved out and stuff, he started a successful cinema business, owning four small cinemas across northern Wales. He also ran like a Saturday club for children where children went and watched films with like and it was like pocket money prices so they could go and watch a film and get sweets and stuff and it wasn't like extortionate for them um so he was like well respected with the community he did a lot of for stuff around the community and that kind of thing
0: yeah so
1: he was also known for his eccentric dress sense right and the locals called him the man in black and that's what his essential name was in the press and stuff after all of this shit came out yeah um but actually the worst bit about that is the reason he dressed all in black, because he was obsessed with na- with Nazis, and, like, the Nazis, yeah. What? And he, like, the SS, and, like, the sh- sh- Staffel, or, like, the Secret Sorry. Service.
0: Is this the guy that got murdered, or the murderer? The murderer. Oh my god, I thought we were talking about the guy who got murdered. No, I was like, no. what? Why does he sound weirder than...
1: Why no. does he sound so weird? He killed... He's a serial killer, so he's killed a all... lot. Right. Yeah, so I'll go into them each murder, like the victim separately so i was about
0: to be like how am i meant to feel sorry for the victim if he likes nazis no because he was
1: like (laughs) obsessed with the with nazis and like the it's um inspired by the staff or or the secret service who wore all black all the time yeah so that's why he used to wear black all the time (sighs) yeah end. so (laughs) his first murder was that of henry roberts who was age 56 at the time he was a retired railway worker who lived on the outskirts of <laughs> <laughs> car Car-ge-o-log. right right it's it's spelt c-a-e-r-g-e-i-l-i-o-g too, too many shall... <laughs> anyone who
0: speaks welsh hit us up
1: yeah we'll just stub your many. voice in over these Maybe. Um, we won't no, do it. <laughs> too much effort. Um, It's just too many vowels in there. Mm. So, the guy, Henry Roberts, like the victim, was known as an eccentric but altogether harmless, and he was the kind of man that wouldn't hurt a fly. Right? In September 1995, so he was 55 when he did this. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1940, so he was 55. Um, his body was found dumped in the yard outside his home with 27 stab wounds and do you want to hear the saddest bit what? well it's all sad but the saddest the peak sad bit his yeah. labrador was trapped in the house as well till they found him no and it was like barking and stuff I always worry about that they've got little cards and I'm gonna I'm gonna order one for me and Gary like you put them in your wallet and it's like if I'm like injured I'll go to hospital like ring this person because my dogs are at home on their own Oh my god, that's such a good idea. It is, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: A month later, he was in a gay bar looking for his next victim, so he used to go to gay bars and like prowl, like the gay like up areas. Yeah. For his victims. And Edward Carthy, twenty eight years old, had fallen into like a drink or drug addiction. They met at a gay bar. Maud drove Edward to North Wales and stabbed him to death.
0: North Wales as well is like going to North Scotland. Do you know what I mean?
1: Like rural. Yeah. It's yeah. really
0: rural. It's
1: a long drive. If you're at a bar, don't get in a car with anyone.
0: To drive to North Wales?
1: To drive anywhere. It doesn't matter. If oh, they're yeah. in a bar with you, don't get in a car with them. If, even if they say they haven't been drinking, you don't know if they haven't been drinking. Yeah.
0: Just walk everywhere, guys.
1: Yeah, or we'll get a taxi. We'll a don't taxi get a taxi. With a sticker on the side.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In the UK at the moment, it's like, do not get a taxi, get an Uber.
1: Right. And then they
0: cancelled Uber in Reading. So now I don't They've
1: cancelled I can't get
0: it Ubers. here. I can't
1: get Hoobers. Why Hoovers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ubers. <laughs> um In Birmingham there was a load of people going missing, I think, because of
1: From taxis.
0: From taxis, yeah.
1: Oh. Victim number three was Keith Randalls, who was forty nine, and he went to a fish and chip shop on the 9th of November in nineteen ninety five. So this is like um September ninety five. He just went for a fish and chips. October, November. So one a month he's doing now. Yeah. Yeah, he went for a fish and chips and it was the last time he was seen alive. Keith's body was found at 7.30 the next morning by a workman and he'd been stabbed to death.
0: Oh my God.
1: So the final victim was Tony Davis. Tony was 40 years old and married with two children. A month after the death of Keith Randalls, Tony had driven to... Pensum Beach, near Colwyn Bay, which is like a meeting spot for gay people. Mm. For gay men. Um, Moore told police that he'd been lo- looking around the area when he saw Tony expose himself, and then Tony's body was found on the beach, and he was also stabbed to death. Jesus Christ. And it was the death of Tony Davis that linked him to the murders, linked more to the murders.
0: Ooh, how? They've
1: had, uh, blood evidence. mixture nice. of his blood. Yeah, so... It was like, you were definitely there. Not even, like, a little bit. Like, you were 100% there. Yeah.
0: So. That was very recent with DNA evidence, though. Yeah. 94 was when it was, like, a big deal, because then that was the OJ trial.
1: Yeah. So, this is, like, 95, so they were, like... Yeah. They found the blood and they were, like, we've got him, basically. So. That's sick. This is where it starts to get, like, interesting. This is the bit that goes into, like, a deep dive.
0: Okay. Okay. So.
1: The police searched Moore's home and found items belonging to the victims in both ha- the house and the garden pond. So they would like hid it in the pond. Um, they also found the knife which still held the DNA evidence of all the victims in the bag. Yeah, like he Just didn't even wash it. it. <laughs> exactly, he didn't even wash it. It had all the DNA v- evidence. Oh on. my god! But they also found um cuddly toys that laid out on the bed Ooh. next to a Nazi flag, handcuffs, and military uniforms. As well. what the fuck? Yeah.
0: This is reminding me of like some BTK shit from Mindhunter, you know.
1: Yeah. So, when asked about the murder of Henry Roberts, it was found that Henry had shared interest with Moore for Nazi paraphernalia and that's how <gasps> they like knew each other, yeah. Moore accused Henry of being Jewish and like he was like like fighting for his life saying like I'm not Jewish, I'm not Jewish. Oh and my like God. that's why he killed him. Um he stabbed him with a combat knife and he bought it like a few days before for 25 pounds. So he'd he planned it. He'd planned <laughs> yeah. he was going to kill him anyway. But they included that in the article, so I was like, I'm going to include that too. Cause like... He's like, you're a Jew. No, look, I mean the £25 thing. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, what? yeah, they, they also, basically the accused fuck? him of being a Jew. Even though <laughs> they're both obsessed with Nazi paraphernalia. What? Yeah, so... Think he just bored. He was just bored, and he was like, How, what am I going to do today? I know. It must must have been. So they thought he was, so he's the second victim of Moore, but his body was the last to be found, and Moore like, had to draw a diagram for the police to show them where he was. Shit. Right, so when questioned about the murder of Keith Randalls, Moore stated that he had seen the caravan Keith lifted on his way home, and literally just decided to pull in inside and wait for him. Like just randomly was driving past a caravan, and was like oh, I'll just wait from there. He mm. told the he also told the police that while he was killing him, he had told him that he was attacking him for fun, and he took a certain enjoyment in the act of killing. Shit. Like, could you imagine? Like, you're getting stabbed. You're like, why are you doing this? It's like a stranger, and he says for fun. Uh, I can't
0: so imagine it's it.
1: Disgusting. He was described by Kenneth Detective Constable. Dave Morris, who was the arresting officer and as a very dangerous man, one of the most dangerous men I've ever met in my time as a police officer.
0: Yeah, he would be, wouldn't he?
1: And the barrister for the prosecution as well, um, Alex Carlisle QC, described him <laughs> in his opening statement as the man in black, black thoughts and the blackest of deeds. Right.
0: Oh, my God, so, that's poetic. I love that.
1: I know. They're very good with their words, these barristers. Right, yeah. so he was also like throughout this article it talks about how he had 20 years of terror so this is all in one year 1995 so i was like what is this and like i couldn't find it anywhere and i couldn't find like a lot about it so basically um he abused and sexually exploited over 17 other men in 20 years of terror like before this Shit. and like he admitted to it in the thing like people <gasps> but like men weren't coming forward because it was like um what was the last victim's name? Tony uh, Davis had yeah, a wife he was and married. kids. Yeah. yeah. So like they wouldn't come forward about it. So hang on, so he would frequently commit violent sexual acts upon other men throughout like through his cinemas and also through like the gay meet-up areas. Um they were not originally linked to him as the victims were either terrified of repercussions or could not identify him. But it's not really like talked about or described but anywhere else. I That's guess all it's I can like... find about him.
0: It's like building up to the worst of crime, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he was obviously I mean, like he's obviously getting bored
0: of that, and then he just couldn't was go like... from
1: nowhere, from like nothing, to just stabbing and killings almost. Yeah, so, twenty-seven times his first victim, like. So, during his trial, he lied about the murders, saying they were committed by his gay lover Jason, which he was fashioned after Jason from the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like, <laughs> come on, honey, no just being more creative with it he just watched a film and he time. was like it's like yeah that'll work oh my god right so this was ignored obviously and the jury took two hours 35 minutes to find him guilty and the judge sentenced him to four life sentences so let me tell you what the judge said because i thought this was judges usually like ramble on and on and on like what when one thing i did when we was doing law and stuff we had to read all the cases um you read a case and it takes, it's like 40 pages of case that literally could have been done in two. Yeah. Because they just ramble on and on. But this guy was like straight to the point. Really? Uh, Yeah, he was was really, so he said, you were responsible for four sadistic murders in the space of three months. None of the victims had done you the slightest bit of harm. At no stage have you shown the slightest remorse or regret for the killings. I consider you to be as dangerous as a man possible to find. I shall have to report to the Secretary of State advising him of my view as the earliest date you can be considered for release. I don't want you, nor anyone else, to be in the slightest doubt as to what I shall say. In a word, never.
0: Shit. I know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. Is he still in jail? Is he alive still? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, oh. he, during his incarceration, he made multiple claims that he knew the identity of the Cloconag Forest Man. Have you seen that case? It's no. like an unsolved case of a body that was found in the forest. Oh. Yeah. And he said that he knew the... Because, like, it's never... The body hasn't been identified, so they don't know yeah. who it is. Um, he said he knew the identity of it, and however, it was discounted due to the conflicting dates. Moore also tried to appeal his life sentence... Um, and get it quashed on the grounds that keeping someone behind bars for their whole life is a breach of their human rights. Oh
0: my fucking God. When they use the human rights card. But this
1: went all the way up to the European Court of Human Rights, and they basically said, no, the most dangerous murderers can stay behind bars for the rest of their lives. Like, you have given up your rights. So, human rights fall into different categories. You stabbed
0: someone many times, and he's like, this is a breach of my human rights.
1: It's like um the thing is with human rights, they all fall into different categories, so they fall into like absolute there's another there's a word for it but I can't remember it. there's ones that like are absolute and you 100 percent get the get your human right. There's ones that like mm-hmm. can be affected by like they they they're not an absolute right, yeah, but they like they can be changed limited. they're just limited rights.
0: yeah,
1: and then there's ones that like, yeah, that's it. so. Your right to life is an absolute right. Like, the Mm -hmm. state can't kill you. Yeah. But, like, your right to freedom and liberty isn't. It's a limited right. So he's... he's. I don't know who told him to appeal it on that ground. Because you've killed four people. Of course you're going to be locked up. Yeah, right. You're, what, 55?
0: He is the poster boy for not being let out of prison.
1: So he was jailed in 1996, and he's now 23 years into his whole life sentence. right. Wait for this. This is a bit that I was like, oh my god! Like I left it at the. End. I was like, push that bit to the end. I'm gonna say that last. So he went to Wakefield Prison, which is where Gary's from.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: like shout out. And, like I've walked past this prison as well. Like it's like in the middle of town. During his time in Wakefield Prison, he became friends with Harold Shipman. No. <gasps> yes. The serial killer no that killed all those people. Yeah. He's
0: in. He's in the book. Bu- he's in the a killer across the table book is it you need to read it please i, this, I just
1: literally started to started it today i love so, it um moore had also suggested told like told chipman that he should write an autobiography and why he said, are they
0: all crazy like and this he said
1: like there's plenty of time for that and he ended up never writing it because he hung himself in prison in 2004
0: you know imagine. what imagine
1: like, fuck that book isn't coming out. <laughs> oh
0: would... my god! Could you
1: imagine? I don't. They shouldn't. I don't think they should let. No. Isn't it a lot that they're not allowed to profit off them? They're not
0: allowed to make money while they're in prison.
1: And they're not. But they're not allowed to make money off of their crimes either. I don't know. Well, if it's not it O.J. Simpson, will find out. <laughs> we'll find if I out. did it, oh, what god. was his book called? I don't know.
0: Something like that.
1: If I did it, yeah.
0: I've been thinking a lot about...
1: buy the audiobook. Ugh. I don't want to spend money on it.
0: No, no, but... Yeah, I know. I've been thinking a lot about OJ Simpson. Yesterday, someone was talking about shaken baby syndrome. You know how football players get, like, pressure on their brain because they get hit about so much. And someone was like, oh, yeah, I think that's, like, why some of them do stuff. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people think that that's why OJ Simpson...
1: Yeah.
0: Committed his crimes because he was going crazy because he'd been hit on the head so much. And I was like, no.
1: <laughs> no, but listen to this, right? If I Did It is a book by ghostwriter Pablo Fentjivas and by O.J. Simpson, in which Simpson puts forth hypothetical description of the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Fuck off. He's
0: just the worst no. person. He is the worst person in the world. What
1: the hell? Like, you, you don't did put it. Forth, you would. But you don't put... If you didn't do it, you don't put forth hypotheticals of what you could have done to them. Because that's what you did. That book is it's just like evidence. It's like Ted Bundy. It's like the Ted Bundy tapes when he's like... Um... Talking about someone
0: else in third person. Yeah,
1: they're like, well, if you didn't do it, then tell us how someone could have done it. And he was like, okay. if, if how... I'd,
0: he was... He's like, if I'd done it, I would have <laughs> done this.
1: <laughs> Which is what fucking happened. Yeah. The Huffington Post, Simpson rationalised, hey, they offered me $600,000 not to dispute that I wrote the book. He said, that's cash. I said, they're going to think you wrote it. And he said, so everyone thinks I'm a murderer anyway. They're not going to change their minds just because of a book. What
0: kind of a man is he? His Twitter account is the weirdest account.
1: I wouldn't even go like it.
0: (laughs) He makes videos and he just like sort of alludes to like hurt wanting to hurt people in them. Well he's like, you better do this or else and I'm like, What? How How are you not in jail? Well I mean (laughs) he was.
1: (laughs) But like Yeah what the fuck? It's um double jeopardy though, isn't it? It can't be tried again. I know. But he can't be tried again so why does he just admit to it?
0: He'll never do that. That would ruin his career, wouldn't it?
1: He's looking ruined anyway. True. Anyway, that's the waste of space that is O.J. Simpson. Um, but yeah, that's the um, or the other waste of space of Peter Moore. Yeah,
0: so I wish we knew that waste that was of amazing. space.
1: Like it was a good, it was interesting.
0: Yeah, how did he suggest this? I didn't even see it on Twitter. DGM. DM.
1: Hmm.
0: How did I not see that? I swear, I, like, go on there and there's, like, five opened messages that I've just, like, not replied to. And I'm like, how... what?
1: But, yeah, that was... So I thought that was quite interesting. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, thank you.
0: I wish we knew the waste of space (coughs) that did mine.
1: Yeah. I told you I solved it. It was his work. How do we even say... say... how
0: do we end an episode? So... We're um, glad we're back. We're glad we're back from holiday.
1: Yeah. We're finally Even releasing we go episodes. Away again next week.
0: Yeah, I know, but this is actually an episode
1: like. You know what I mean. Yeah. We're back from holiday. We're going to record every week now, so will be everything's up to date. It's not. Yeah, like, it's not. Oh my god, I'm so glad episode one has come out now. <laughs> and it was in
0: episode three. <laughs> <laughs> episode two just skipped over that.
1: <laughs> so now we're all back on
0: schedule again we're up to date and like please please can you guys tell us like what you think
1: yeah we want some feedback yeah but yeah send us in your stories we want some stories to read out yeah like it doesn't matter what it's about what it's about it could be about anything however
0: small big or small
1: yeah just send us your
0: suggestions as well because that's actually really good but i think i'm gonna try and do a lot more guys let me know if you like unsolved cases because I know a lot of people like to hear something that's resolved but yeah. I'm kind of like addicted to reading about unsolved cases. I just want to hear like I just want to find out what happened. Yeah. So tell me if you all hate it because I was going to do another unsolved one from the UK for next week. Okay. Is that is that a bad idea? I
1: think you can do what you want. Do what case you want.
0: The they like...
1: frustrate me I'm, I'm a I i am need an answer kind of person that's all really? cool. but like I don't mind listening to them I don't hate listening to them but I'm also like a I hate not having an answer
0: yeah this is why I find it so frustrating this is why I want to do it though
1: yeah oh yeah definitely
0: but yeah thanks for listening everyone
1: yep we'll we should see probably. You next week
0: thank you guys
1: thanks so much we'll see you next week follow us on Instagram and Twitter and youtube and go check out our website and just all the support we have been great anyway so yeah
0: thank you everyone big love and all the other podcasts maybe we should just create a list of podcasts we like and just link it somewhere yeah we'll put it on the website
1: well a special shout out to like 8bit couch for giving us that amazing shout out in his episode that was amazing
0: yeah that was really lovely
1: oh and uk true crime
0: yeah go read our blog post guys
1: yeah, we did a lot of work, but we put in a lot of effort with that with the blog post and stuff. And I actually
0: quite like it. I think we're funny. Yeah,
1: and Adams really nice. It was really nice to like get a shout out from him. Yeah. And his like podcast and stuff, it was cool.
0: Yeah. Amazing. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I feel I was listening to it in the airport, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like getting like a little child so over excited. I was like, "Gary
1: listen, Gary was I was like, "Oh hey, my god, hi. that's me! That's me! That's
0: me!" <laughs> <laughs> That's Holly. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. okay.
1: We will see you next week, guys. Speak to
0: you next week.
1: Goodbye. Bye. Lots of
0: love. XOXO.